You mother fanner. Fun lab. In today's episode of You Mother Funner, we get to talk to Simon Wicker. Simon's the venue manager at our King Street Wharf venue in Sydney. He has been with the business since 2018. And in today's episode, we get to talk to him about all things coming out. Hey Simon, how are you? I am well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you for asking. Well, firstly, thank you very much for taking time off your very busy schedule to chat to us on our You Mother Funner podcast. We are on episode two at the moment. Oh, how exciting. It's my pleasure. Thanks for asking. No worries. So uh, I'm going to get right into it. So there'll be people listening to this that may not know you. Um, So my first question to you is, how would you describe yourself in three words? Oh, three words. I need more than three words. Um, I would say communicative. See, I'm willing. I'm eager. I'm able to talk, um, you know, about important information. I'm able to retain that information. I basically just like to talk a hell of a lot. I think I'm a little bit fearless, you know. I, um, I feel like I'm quite courageous in my own personal life. And as a leader in Fun Lab, um, I think you have to be a little bit fearless. I am adaptable. I um I adjust very well to new situations and kind of like being adaptable. I like that that energy that it brings, like when you have to fit yourself into something else or change the way you think or the way you feel to accommodate other parties. Um, I know you only asked for three, but I'm so sociable. I have to give you a fourth one. Yep. You know, Go ahead. I just I like to talk a hell of a lot. So <laughs> fantastic. So what's your fourth one? That was my fourth one. So there was communi- communicative. Fearless, adaptable, and sociable. Sociable. Nice one. Okay. So, firstly, did you know that last week was National Coming Out Day? I did only because of you. Okay. (laughs) Well, my first question to you, and that's going to be what we're going to focus on this podcast today. Hope that's okay with you. So, I would say every person who identifies as queer has a coming out story. What is yours? What is my coming out story? Well, first off, let me just sort of say, like, you know, the process of coming out of when and how it happens and how difficult it is and what impact it has on the relationships outside of our own circles, you know, with our family, our friends, our close community partners you know our workplace is huge it's scary and it's really daunting and i think the questions that most people that are coming out sort of ask themselves is you know will this change me will it change the way others see me will i still be loved or accepted and even though i or you haven't changed will people see us differently and i think that's sort of the biggest part of coming out before the coming out story so 100 yeah we have like the lgbtiqa plus community that sort of encompasses a lot of different people and coming out for people is a very personal flight you know we don't necessarily have it set in stone that we're going to oh christmas day i'm going to come out to my family or i'm going to tell everyone at work tomorrow that i like boys you know we don't sort of sit back and do that well it didn't happen like that for me i guess um with all that sort of said you know it is a very personal journey um, 
and just want to sort of acknowledge the people that may be listening that haven't sort of come out yet like you know it's not it's not the be all and end all if you don't want to do it you don't have to do it um but if you do want to do it then go for it find that support network in your life and head towards it but for me telling my mum and my dad and my nan my pop my aunties my uncles my cousins my brothers my sisters my work friends my school friends that to me was one of the biggest hurdles i was oh my goodness is everyone going to think that i'm different now like i'm not i haven't changed i'm still the same person and that to me was really scary so my story is i grew up in a very small country town and i honestly thought i was the only gay in the village <laughs> I had no idea that I come from a very large um diverse region of northern New South Wales, Byron Bay, Lismore area and um I guess when you're not in the thick of it or you don't really understand it yourself, you feel very isolated. Um and I think I felt very isolated because I didn't understand what was happening to myself. I didn't understand that I didn't have the same feelings that my friends at school had or my work colleagues had i thought there was something wrong with me and um i sort of suppressed it for a very long time it just sort of went on with everyone you know you had to be a lad in the country and you had to get along with everyone and that's what i did hence my descriptive words i'm sociable i'm adaptable <laughs> um yep. and that's what i did you know, I hid behind that mask of, oh, I'm just not ready yet. I don't really like anyone. I'm not really into all that sort of stuff. And for a while, I thought I was pretty asexual. I didn't want anyone. I ended up moving to Sydney um, to follow my dreams, <laughs> like all people do, I guess. And um, met a girl and started dating a girl. And I thought, oh, this is great fun. This is really nice. This is nice to have someone that you can talk to and everything um and when I got down to the nitty-gritty I don't know whether I was no I do know I definitely wasn't invested as I probably should have been for that time of my life or that part of my that relationship that I was um, embarking on and I couldn't really put my finger on why I wasn't and I guess being young and sort of going out and exploring and seeing new things I one day found myself on Oxford Street and <laughs> at a gay bar and I was like oh okay yeah, alright cool sure let's have a look we went in we had a bit of a drink and um, who's we Simon? a couple of friends that I'd made um, from the place that I was working at down here when I first moved here yeah. and how old were you at this stage? I was 20 no okay. it was like 19 19, 20 somewhere around there so not young not old but just um, probably older then I should have been to discover who I was. Well, that night at the bar, um, this gentleman, super handsome, I'm talking Calvin Klein, Abercrombie and Finch model, like, ooh, la, la, <laughs> was all up in my business, buying me drinks and get to know me. And I was like, no, 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 don't want to do this. Like, no, thank you very much. Like, it's nice to meet you. Um, anyway, so he gave me his number and I gave him my number because I was like, you know, like, not ready yet, but maybe this is kind of interesting. And nothing ever came of it. Like, we went out for coffee once and that was it. Nothing. And did your friends who took you to this bar, uh, what was their, not intentions, but what were they thinking at this stage, taking you to this bar on Oxford Street? 
you know, I think they were four girls and uh, their friends. <laughs> so, like, we were just hanging out. Okay. No intentions. Well, I don't think there was any intentions of anything like that. Like, I don't think we'd ever spoken about anyone's sexual orientation or it, back then, I guess it wasn't really the big thing to do either. Like, no one really was, you know, that open about yep. like sexuality. I think it is really open and talked about now, which is really exciting. Um, but then, you know, I had all these really weird feelings and I sort of, I guess maybe got a little bit distant from my family. Like my mum is, have you seen the TV show Queer as Folk? Yes, of course. So, you, know, you know, Debbie? Yes, of yep. course. My yep. mum is a little Debbie. P-flag? Um, so yeah, P-flag all the way. But uh, she is like an incredible human being, my mother. She is strong and courageous and just love. Like that's all she is. She is just the most amazing person. And um, we're very in tune with each other. Well, more her than me. <laughs> but um, I remember sort of having these feelings of going, oh, like, I'm not sure whether this was right for me. Like, I think this was right for me. I kind of like this. And I couldn't stop thinking about it. And got a little bit distant, I guess. I didn't call as much as I should have been. And I remember one day my mum was like, she called me and she was like, right, now tell me what's wrong with you and I was like what do you mean what's wrong with me and she was like I know something's wrong I've had dreams I've I need to know what's wrong tell me and I was like um I I, I don't actually I don't actually know and she was like nope you do tell me spit it out get it off your chest it'll make you feel a hundred times better and um I just without thinking didn't even have the inkling that I was going to come out I just sort of blurted out I think I like boys. And my mum asked me again. She was like, what did you say? And I was like, um, nothing, nothing, oh, nothing. I said, I'm just going out with the boys. And she was like, that's not what you said. And I said, no, it's not what I said. I think I like boys. And then the phone went really, really quiet, like ear-piercingly quiet. <laughs> and I was... Welling up, I thought, oh, I've done it. I've blown it. Like, yeah. I don't, what I said, what, what came out of my mouth? Why did that even come out of my mouth? I had, like I said, no intentions of saying anything. And next minute, I'm telling my mum that I like boys. And my mum just responded to me. She was like, oh, thank God. And I was like, what? And she was like, oh, thank God you finally said it. I've known since you were about three. I was going to oh, ask if she knew. Yeah, she was like, welcome to the party. And I was oh like... Oh, my God, that's amazing. <laughs> All right. No worries. So then she asked a whole pile of, you know, super personal questions and gave me the whole sex talk about, like, being safe and um, that it was okay to be who I am and to not worry about what anyone thinks and um, to live a life that is honest and true is worth more than any experience, any money that you could ever receive or get, like to be an honest, true human and live a life that is your life is the only way that I should be walking through mine. And I cried, she cried. We had virtual hugs. <laughs> it was very nice. And then she made my world better. She made me feel better about the fact that I was questioning who I was and questioning where I was at in my life. Um, and then she said to me, 
well, Simon, you're going to have to tell your father. And I almost wet my pants. I was like, what? No, can't. No, sorry. No, not telling dad. Like, no. And then she was like, well, I'll tell him. And I was like, you know, please do not tell him. Like, I can't. Just don't. Don't tell him. I don't want him to know. And she was like, okay, I won't tell him. I promise. And I was like, thanks, mum. Like, that's good. I'll, I will do it in my own time. And she was like, all right, well, I love you. I was like, love you too. We hung up. I was just sort of in disbelief that I'd sort of blurted that out without any um, preconception or like any notion that that was going to happen. I didn't get myself together. I didn't have like a speech. I wasn't ready to say this. It just fell out of my mouth. And then I guess she gave me the grace that she wasn't going to tell my father and it made me relax and I was really great. Well, five minutes later, my phone rang and it was my father. And he was like, so your mum said you got something to tell me. Like, go ahead, tell me. Like, what oh. is it? What's this big news? How exciting. Mum's really excited. So what is it? And I was oh like, oh, like, nothing. Uh, nothing. I've got a new job. Like, oh, life's great. Like, and he was like, nah, tell me. And I asked him if he already knew. And he said that he did, but he needed to hear it from my mouth. And I was like, okay. Um, well... I think that I'm gay because I think I like boys. Um, and he just said, I do not care what you do. I just love you. And um, I'm really proud of you for telling me. And I was like, I'm going to cry. <laughs> really, really emotional. I'm like actually remembering it. Um, but he was just super sweet and super lovely. And my parents are just the best humans in the entire world. What about your friends? So my friends was a little bit different. Um, so my best friend, Anusha, she is the biggest um, LGBTIQ plus A ally the world has ever seen. She is a marcher. She is out there. She's always fighting the good fight and educating. And I love her with all my heart. But coming out to her was probably harder than coming out to my parents because I'd already said it to my parents without thinking about it. Now I'd made a conscious decision that I had to tell people who I was and where I was and to continue this path of living my best life and living my true authentic self. So I rang my friend and I said, hey, you know, I got something to tell you. And she was like, oh, what, what, you gay? And I was like, oh, why, why, why would you say that? And she was like, oh, you know, just joking, like, just joking, like, what do you want to tell me? And I was like, um, I didn't. I don't know what came over me, but I got really nervous and I got really scared to tell her. And I said, um, "Oh, my girlfriend." And she goes, "Oh, what? Is she pregnant?" And I went, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what came over me. Like I'm not. I don't know why I said it. And I was like, "Yes." And um, she was like, "That's all right. We'll deal with this. We'll we'll um." We'll make it work. It's going to be great. I'll be the best art the world has ever seen. Like, let's like let's talk about this. And I was like, actually, no, I can't. I can't lie to you. Um, she's not pregnant. I don't have a girlfriend anymore. And I am gay. And she was like, and we've known for a hundred years, Simon. Like, no one cares. Like, I'm so proud of you, but no one cares. And then she literally changed the conversation to talk about herself. So it was really awesome. Like she knew that the pressure was a lot and I was really struggling and she changed the subject, which is 
what she does best is she always looks out for everyone else around her. And then after a little bit of time, we circled back and finished off the conversation. Um, but um, to this day, she still tells everyone that I scared her and told her that I got a girl pregnant because I thought that was easier than telling her that I was gay and how much of a gay ally she is. <laughs> that I was just so in denial that I didn't realize <laughs> What a story, Simon. Thank you so much for sharing. That was amazing. Um, So I've got a question now about, I guess, what it's like to come out in 2022. Have you noticed a trend in the way people come out now? And what do you believe this trend says about our society today? I guess the trends that I've sort of seen is, I think there's that trend of people always tend to come out like, or they have that, let's do it at, Christmas or like family gatherings and do it when everyone's there and watching. And I don't know whether that's so much of a trend or whether it's more of a, like a Hollywood storyline, but, you know, viewing TikTok and stuff and seeing people coming out at the moment. um, I don't think the trend has necessarily changed from when I came out or when my friends or my older friends came out or our older generation, the 70s, 80s came out of people even before them. I think that the only trend that we have is it's you do it when you're comfortable and you do it when your time is ready. I think the the only trend that you can really talk about for today is that I think it is a little bit more acceptable. And I don't know whether that's, I think as a societal push, it's through education. People have being educated enough to know that like just because we're honest and open with our sexual orientation it doesn't change who we are as a human being and it doesn't change the love that we have it doesn't change our friendships it doesn't change our communication it is just an important part to let someone know if you wish to let them know however i wish that there wasn't that I don't think we should have to come out like we shouldn't have to tell anyone anything about ourselves like and who we are and our sexual orientation should just be accepted like it doesn't hurt anyone what I do and it doesn't hurt me what you do and it doesn't bother me what you do and why should what I do bother you I guess the only trend is that I think it's a little bit more understood it's a little more um, educated on in our society um and um, I think that has a direct result on LGBTIQ plus A people that hopefully they feel more comfortable being honest with themselves and their loved ones. Yeah. Yeah, there's this saying that someone told me a while back, uh, which is on you never stop coming out your entire life. What are your thoughts on this? <laughs> when you meet me, I think people know instantly that I'm gay. So I don't know whether I have this coming out story very much anymore, but I don't think you do stop coming out because not so much like as an outwardly coming out process to people that you meet, like, oh, I have to tell you, I'm like in my 40s now and it doesn't bother me whether people know or they don't know. It doesn't, it's not a factor that I have to worry about or I go, oh, I probably should tell Bailey that I work with or that that I'm gay. Like, I'm pretty sure sure people can guess I'm pretty sure people understand and I also think through that education that we just talked about that people don't really care and if they do they're not the people I want to be around anyway but coming out for me is I've experienced new parts of myself or I have opened myself up to allowing myself to be my true authentic self as I've gotten older I think 
so that coming out is a lifelong process kind of thing is true but inwardly not necessarily outwardly i guess simon um i'm thinking more also along the lines of not necessarily saying hey i am you know gay or whatever um or um you know any other uh, acronym of the lgbtqia but saying something along the lines of and my partner john or making it very obvious that you identify as gay that's the aspect that i think of when people say you don't you never stop coming out finding ways to let people know yeah well i guess that just comes with your age and your own confidence too like it becomes you know i guess with younger people you look at like your whole world is changing and it's like it's exciting and new you're exploring new things and experiencing new things um when you've already sort of experienced those things i guess you find the comfortability uh where you can say my partner or my husband husband either way (laughs) um so i don't think i've ever had a problem saying my partner or my husband which i do i tell everyone but i don't know i think that's a i think that's a very personal thing i did actually watch a a documentary on uh two women in canada or america that were like basically who the um League of Their Own movie was uh, based around and they were in their 80s um, and coming out and you know finding the first time to say to the people on the other end of the electricity company my wife at like 80 was a big thing for them and how how um, satisfying and fulfilling it was to be able to acknowledge that out of their own mouth to someone that they've never met and not have the repercussions of their era sort of hit them I guess I'm really lucky that I don't really have that. I, I really don't. Um, and I really don't care if somebody gets offended by my pronouns or by the words that I choose to use to describe my life and my partner and my love. Amazing. I'm, un- I'm unapologetic about it because this is my, my story. This is my path. That's, yeah, that's really amazing. I would like to now talk about allyship because I believe it's really important that we explore this topic when it comes to coming out. So, my question to you is, firstly, how important was it for you to have allies? And also, what advice would you give allies when people come out? Look, for lesbians, gay men, bisexuals, transgender people that are realizing their own sexual orientation or their own gender identity and willing to share that information with family, friends, is often a gradual process and it can unfold over a series of years. I think it's important to find an ally. I think it's important to have a confidant. Totally agree. Um, or to have that that safety net that you can express yourself to someone yes. wholeheartedly and openly. But, um, you know, I was doing some research before this and the Pew Research Center sort of stated that with the LGBTIQ plus A community about 86 percent of um people have said that they have told one or more close friends about their sexual orientation or gender identity um i was pretty blown away with that i thought that's a huge number and i think that sort of is intrinsic of the the need that we have for someone else to help us or to get things off our chest um and with that 86 percent of people i believe that they're living a better life 
having that confidant, having someone that they can talk to, someone that they can express their own thoughts and feelings and love towards. And I would say, like, if you have someone that you can do that to, open up and talk to them. Yeah, just do it. But only if you have the confidence and you have that support yeah. network. I mean, it's a it's a big step and it's something that is definitely your choice to do. Yeah, and what, what advice would you give for allies? Listen, <laughs> just listen, just be there for someone. Um, you don't need to have all the answers. You don't need to tell them what they can and can't do. You just need to listen. That's all it is. And if you're an ally and you love this person, it should be really easy just to listen to their story. Um, and it should be really easy to give them a hug because that connection, that human connection after you tell someone such a big thing is a really cathartic, nurturing need. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So on the topic of coming out, I also want to explore um, homophobia. What has been your experience with homophobia in Australia? Oh, look, I think homophobia has many different faces. It yep. has many different forms. Um, and it happens at very different times to everybody that experiences it. But my personal experience, um, you know, like, like I think like most people I've been called like the F word or, you know, a homo or something. And I mean, they're not wrong. Like, I mean, they're not wrong. I kind of just want to be like, yeah, you know, you're right. Good on you. You've got, you've got eyes in your head. Like you can see, you know, perception is actually a key point in your life. Um, so with homophobia and that negativity, I just, it's water off a duck's back. <laughs> like I doesn't bother me at all. Like it's like, if that's how you choose to live your life and be that kind of person, you're not a person I want to be around or talk to or be near. And I'm going to move myself away from you as far as I possibly can, because I don't need your narcissistic qualities impacting my journey. So, um, I think if you do experience that homophobia or that negativity, you have to remember that's not your choice. It's not your action. You can't control the way other people think or feel. And you either attack it with education or you just let it go because some people I think are beyond education and some people that don't understand when our educated become our best and closest allies. Yeah. Have you encountered any experiences of homophobia from people that come into your venue? Um, <laughs> I have. Well, um, again, it's exactly what I just said. I've been called like the, the F word by upset guests or like by a group of boys that just think that they're the be all and end all. And my response to them is like, yeah, you're right. Like, you're not wrong. Good, good, good job. Like, do you want a medal now? Like, I don't understand what it is you're telling me this for, and I don't understand why you're bringing this up. I think I have uh, quite a thick skin, and going back to the things that I think are my best qualities or the way that I would describe myself is I am fearless. Like, I just don't care. Like, I don't care. And I know that's not the case for everyone. I know that some people will get very emotional about it and really take it on board and really shut themselves away from it, but... For me personally, I don't care because it doesn't affect me in any way. There's an old saying, sticks and stones break your bones, but names will never hurt you. Names do hurt, but try not to let it. 
they are just a name. Like you move on. I go home to my partner and my beautiful little cat. <laughs> and then, you know, all's good in the world. Like I don't have to be around those people and I don't have to listen to them and I don't have to believe them. Yeah. So we just touched on the workplace there for a, for a second. Um, I'd, I'd like to ask you now about coming out in the workplace. Do you believe, sorry, why do you believe this is important? I don't know whether I do believe that it is important. Okay. I think, like, I think again, what I believe is that it's your choice and it's your choice to live your best life. And if you want to live your best authentic life, then you should follow a life of maybe truth. And in that, if your truth is to tell the people you work with who you are, go for it. Okay. Um, the only thing that I would say, sort of doubling back on what I've just said, is the importance, I guess, maybe coming out for people is to be identified correctly in their workplace. Um, and then, therefore, I think coming out would be very important to them. Um, and when we come out of the workplace, I think it creates awareness and it creates a culture of acceptance and it fosters that education that we're talking about. So I guess maybe actually it is more important coming out at work than I gave thought to, actually. I think um, yeah, I do think it is quite important to come out because it does foster that education and that, that culture of acceptance and inclusivity. And that's where we're going. It's 2022. It's almost 2023. Like, I want this world to be a better place. I want everyone to be able to walk their own path and to feel comfortable in their own skin. And I think... One of the nicest things about the company that we work for, FunLab, is their inclusivity, like in the way that they have tried to foster a, an inclusive culture within our workplaces. I really, really enjoy enjoy that. I like it. I, I absolutely agree. I absolutely I, agree. A beautiful place to work in the, in the respect that we can be who we are and, you know, they encourage our uniqueness. Yep. And, if we're all the same, if we're all a carbon copy of each other, how boring would it be? So do you think, Simon, that say in 10 years from now, coming out won't be a thing and we will just be just going about and if someone is whatever they want to be, they are and they don't need to make a statement around it? Oh, I wish that was the case. Look at society. We're not that smart. Um, <laughs> oh, we are not that smart and we're not that forgiving. We don't. We don't um, learn from our mistakes and we don't change that fast. I wish I wish that we would and I hope that we will. Um, but I think in 10 years' time, it will be a lot easier than it is today, which was a lot easier than it was when I came out, which was a lot easier than it was when my older friends came out, and a lot easier than it was for their older friends. So I think every year, every 10 years, it's getting better and better. But I still think that need to come out and tell your truth is probably going to be there for a little bit longer, unfortunately. It has been amazing having a chat to you and getting to share your story. Uh, I, I hope you have enjoyed sharing your story with us. I've got one last question for you before we wrap up. What are the three best things? And I'm sticking to three. It's up to you if you want a fourth one. <laughs> what are the three best things about being a mother funner? Three best things about being a mother funner. Uh, I'm encouraged to be myself, my uniqueness, my person. I'm allowed to be who I am. 
on a day-to-day basis. And I'm allowed to bring the joy that I experience or that I try to live by to our guests and to my team. As a leader, I think that's really important and I, I absolutely love that. Um, best things about being a mother funner is we work for a company that is constantly evolving, they're constantly changing, they're inclusive and they are open to listening to those suggestions and taking on board the things that us mother funners need to to grow and excel within this area for the business and that I think is super important. Lastly, the best thing about being a mother funner is the friendships that I think I've made within this company. I think there's, you know, like you, you have a lot of people that you walk with at school or in work and you say, oh, I'll never forget that person, I'll never forget that person. And you en- end up doing that or you drift apart. But I think here at FunLab, because of the two previous answers, we're really, that culture is quite strong. Like, and I would really like to stay a part of this group and keep on with the friends that I've made because I think being Mother Funner is, it's great. <laughs> it's fun. It's infectious. Yeah, we just get to foster those really unique connections in a really unique workplace. And I don't know, I think that's what I like. <laughs> no, that's great. No, thank you. All right, Simon, thank you very much for chatting with us. And um, yeah, I hope you have an amazing week ahead. I will. Thank you for having me. Fun Lab. We hope you enjoyed hearing Simon's story as much as we've loved recording it. You can now communicate with us. If you have any questions or have feedback, you can send an email to podcast at fun-lab.com. That is podcast at fun-lab.com. In a few weeks' time, it is Trans Awareness Week. If you are a mother funner or know a mother funner who would like to share their story with us for Trans Awareness Week, send us an email to podcast at fun-lab.com and we can get in touch with them. Thanks for listening. My name is Sarge. I hope you have an amazing week.